Welcome to a new episode, Way More Customers. It's your host, Bilal. Today, I have a new guest. And just to give you a bit info about this new guest, um, he's very young. He's an entrepreneur. He sold his agency at the age of 21 years old. And I'm bringing him on the episode because he's hungry, he's motivated, and he is on today's podcast, Way More Customers. Welcome, Andrew Pavia. What's up, Bilal? Thanks so much for having me on, man. My pleasure, brother. Thank you for doing this. So just to get started, um, how are you handling, you know, with this switch situation that we are in right now, uh, of people not being able to travel, people not able to go to gyms, how has it affected your business and what are you doing? So right now, currently uh, coaching students, coaching other agencies. So um, like, as you know, like I sold the fitness uh, agency, so coaching other agency na- agencies now. So uh, we've had, I've seen some students have a drop in customers um, temporarily, but for the most part, everybody's still, you know, there's been nobody that it has just brought to a complete halt. Um, and I think, you know, just the main difference between the people that it's really massively affecting and the people that it's, you know, they've got hit, but they're not necessarily down and out is, is just the, it's just the fact that the, they're hustling. Right. Right. So w- would you say that people mostly now are instead of like having like a brick and mortar, they're actually turning their business online? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, more now than ever. Um, I, I, we've seen a lot of, uh, fitness entrepreneurs make those pivots and, uh, switch to online classes and, uh, and hosting lives and Facebook groups and all that good stuff. So definitely. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, I want to start off, you know, by uh, sharing to our audience, like, you know, who you are and what you do. So I want to start off with first talking about your agency. So you said you were able to sell your agency at the age of 21. So, I mean, that's, you know, like people can't even do that. And some people like, won't even have the opportunity to do that in, in a lifetime, right? You did it at the age of 21. Yeah, man, extremely blessed and things ultimately, uh, you know, just ended up falling into place and we were able to make that uh, transfer happen. So, yeah, really excited about it. And I, ultimately, I was just excited. I made a post and I, I bring it up to my students all the time, but I made a post and made my intentions clear before I scaled my agency that. I knew my passion was coaching students, but I could only coach on a certain level because I hadn't really gotten to the next level. And so uh, I really proved my point in 2019. I was able to scale really, really fast and then end up selling the agency uh, before moving into uh, back into coaching. But I, I made it very uh, clear what my intentions were. My intentions were to scale it big um, and then ultimately sell it to to pursue my passion for. Okay. Okay, I'm not sure if you're you're able to say how much you sold it for, but it's just to give an idea how big it was, uh, how many people were were working in it, and what were you doing in that agency? Yeah, so we uh, helped Jim scale with a specific process uh, to get them new customers, and uh, we were servicing over a uh, hundred clients across the U.S., Canada, and Australia. So these are like a hundred gym owners. Yeah, uh, over a hundred um, uh, active at one time by the way. So like we had probably anywhere, probably anywhere between 150 to 200 clients. Um, but active at one time we had a hundred. Okay. And so you were, you were helping them basically get more customers. Like, is that through like lead gen, uh, lead generation, or were you also like, like what were the, some of the services that you were offering? Exactly. Yeah. So that's pretty much all it was, was we, we did the leads. Um, and you know, there's a lot of agencies that even did better things that than we did that offer things all the way up into an appointment. Um, but yeah, we just strictly handled the leads. We had a specific process that we did over and over and over again. And, uh, and we just tailored the campaigns to the specific market for those, for those clients. 
Okay. And were the gyms that you were actually like taking on as clients, was there like one specific types of gyms or were there different in different industries? Yeah. So there were, um, there were more, well, mostly we had, you know, the gyms that were monthly recurring where it wasn't a whole lot of one-on-one, but we did have those one-on-one clients. Uh, we had a couple of mom and pops, but we grew uh, really big in specific franchises. I don't want to go into that, but exactly what franchise, but I'll say it's one of the biggest fitness franchises in the world. Um, and so we grew specifically in that franchise a lot and we had a, but we had a ton of a lot of mom and pops and things. So for instance, one of the things we would run was 30 days free. That was worked very, very well for a specific franchise, but somebody who is doing a one-on-one can't do a, a month free. So we would of course tailor it to that specific person, but for the most part, the processes and stuff like that were the same. All right. Makes sense. So um, let's start now, like how you got started with your journey. How, how did you start your agency? Yeah, man. Uh, so like I said, I've just been super blessed uh, up until this point. Uh, got started into the internet marketing space uh, after uh, a night in November of 2017. We were, uh, like I said before, I had a kid in high school. And uh, in November of 2017, we had graduated. And uh, I was standing in a kitchen full of empty cabinets with my fiance. And we were trying to figure out how we were going to feed our two-year-old. And at that time, I was, you know, I was going to school full-time. I was working full-time. I was trying to be a full-time dad. And, and, and somehow, I still ended up falling short. And so that night just kind of lit a burning desire in me to just find a different way to provide for my family. And so, uh, shortly after that in January, we launched, uh, the social media guy, which was, you know, that was not my niche solution, but that was my, uh, first, uh, attempt at branding an agency. It was the social media guy. And we just helped, you know, local businesses get more customers using social media. And eventually, um, later on, we, we ended up just calling it gym leads fast because we had a handful of gyms and, and I just decided to create a brand uh, around, you know, specific testimonials and stuff like that. And that's when we really, really, really blew up. Okay. So uh, I want to actually go, uh, go to that point. You said, you said that, you know, your, your family was in a really bad situation. So when you say in a bad situation, like, can you just give a bit more details in terms of like, like your, your like in terms of, uh, you know, you weren't making payments, you weren't having enough food. Like what were some of the issues you were having at that time? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of, we were just in a really tight spot. I think a lot of, uh, of entrepreneurs or, or really anybody in general can find themselves in, in tight spots at some points in their life. Um, but you know, I, I when coming out of high school, I feel it, I really felt like I had a point to prove because, you know, there's all of these statistics around teen dads about how they don't stay with the mothers about how, you know, 95 or 99% of them, you know, will, will remain in poverty for the rest of their life that, you know, their kids won't necessarily get a, a good life growing up. And, and so I just kind of wanted to prove every, everybody wrong. And, and, uh, I felt like I was doing everything right. I mean, I, like I said, I was doing everything society was telling me to do. I was going to school full time. I was working full time. I was trying to be a full time dad. And I still found myself coming up short. And, and what that ultimately looked like at that point was we, you know, we didn't have any money for rent and just, you know, everything ended up working out, but just having the conversation of like, how are we going to feed our kid? We have no money. We have no food in the cabinets right now. Uh, it, it was definitely tough. I was like, how do we even find ourselves in this position? And so, yeah, it just felt like a complete failure, man. And, and that, that night kind of really allowed me to reassess my situation and, and realize that I wanted something more and that I wanted to, you know, pursue something bigger. Okay, so that night, like, what did you decide on doing in terms of changing that situation? Like, you realize what you're doing is not enough, and wh- what did you go on to do to to make that change? Yeah, well, I, obviously, it didn't come to me uh, right away. I spent a lot of time uh, in self reflection for like the next two weeks. Like, I spent a lot of time 
alone. I spent a lot of time praying about it. And, uh, and yeah, oddly enough, at the time I was hunting, we, that's something we do a lot in the South, uh, is, is we hunt and, uh, just that time in the woods alone in my own head, uh, really allowed me to kind of get away from everything, clear my thoughts and, and, uh, and just start, I would call it masterminding now, but, but I guess I was just thinking a lot. Okay. So, um, also like what was the, the type of job that you were doing and like how much was it actually, you know, putting, uh, an importance in your, in, in your life? How, how much, what was like, that? What was the job that you were doing and how much was it contributing to your daily life? Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was definitely, well, actually I just moved away from, cause I was working at Walmart distribution center and it was like a hour and a half drive to get there. It was really hard labor for like 12 hours. And, uh, and then I quit and I just recently started working. So I took a pay cut. Um, but I started working for a gym doing their social media, uh, just like managing messages really had no knowledge on it. Um, but, uh, I was managing, he just was like, Hey, do you want to want to do this? Uh, and I was like, yeah, man, definitely. It's closer to the house. Um, so I took like, I almost cut the pay in half, honestly. And then, um, you know, started managing their social medias and things like that. Um, messages, creating content, getting back with customers, replying to comments, things of that nature. Um, the management side of things. And, uh, okay. how did you find your first client? Uh, yeah, I just went, I, I really had no idea what I was doing. Like uh, for all I knew, I was the only social media person in the world at that time. <laughs> so funny. Uh, you know, if, uh, you really just don't know what you don't know. And I didn't know there were such things like you know, cold emailing and stuff like that. I, I really just, uh, I went door to door, door to door to door to door to door and got, I remember the first day I, I launched the business. Uh, I could knocked on probably every business in town, like just as far as my car would go. And uh, I was just stopping at every business looking to see if they needed, you know, social media management services. And um, went home completely defeated that day, by the way, because I didn't realize what it took. I didn't realize that you would get so many no's but that, I think, you know, that's standard for any entrepreneurs. You're going to get a, a plenty of no's before you get a yes. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so I ended up landing my first car dealer client off of that. And then that same gym that I was working for that I ended up quitting, um, I went back to them and they became my second client and then so on and so forth. We had real estate, HVAC, um, and we just continue to crush for gyms. And so I was like, you know what, we're going to go all in on gyms. Okay, so you were doing this uh, part-time, like like you had your warehouse job, and then you were doing this part-time, trying to get clients uh, in your car around the city? Well, as the second, uh, yeah, so w w which, which is, what, what are you asking, was I doing part-time? So I'm saying like you had your warehouse job, and then you were trying to get yourself out of it by uh, going uh, and looking for social media clients? Yeah, no, I, t I quit the warehouse job, and then I worked the social media job. Uh, as soon as I decided that I was going to start my company, I quit. I went all in. Like I literally quit, uh, the job, uh, the social media job that I had because I was so positive that I was going to make it happen. And, uh, and I think, you know, taking leaps of faith like that definitely pay off, especially, especially, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have the, uh, tenacity to do it. But, but, uh, but yeah, I think that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made. So many people would look at me and say, that's, that's a huge, huge, huge risk, especially considering what happened several weeks prior. But uh, I did it and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be happier with my decision. 
Okay, so before making that decision, did you have someone who was actually doing the something you were doing? That way it made it easier for you to get into it? No, I, I didn't. I didn't start seeing, I guess, I didn't even start seeing like social media marketing ads until I was in the space, I guess, because I was being targeted. My interest on Facebook started, uh, started coming up as like social media management, whatever. And uh, then I got hit with a retargeting ad. Uh, or a tar just I just got targeted by Dan Henry and Dan Henry is a, a social media marketer that teaches you know teaches how to run an agency and and so that's when the whole simplifying my process to just being lead generation that's when that epiphany came to me because I was like you know what I, I'm gonna go all in on Legion instead of offering I mean when I was when I was offering to clients prior to that which I, I launched in January the very very beginning of January and I made that shift around January 20th, January, between January 20th and January 30th. And, uh, and I, that was when I, I bought Dan Henry's course uh, for like a thousand bucks. And that was, you know, I closed that first retainer at 2000. So that was a huge hit. But because I, I reinvested that money, I, it was probably one of the best investments I ever made because I was able to learn like, you know, what really matters to business owners and, and how to position it. And so uh, yeah, I would say, I would say that it was more, more about learning that skill and what I was going to offer. Um, that's the real value that I got of it and not necessarily getting the customers because I did have to learn a specific process to do that on my own. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that was a, a complete game changer for me. Okay. So, um, when you quit your job, like, were you going to make more money from these two clients that you're getting the car dealership and the gym? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't know that at the time. Like I, I had dug my way out of the situation that I was in and then I had opened my first credit card ever. And I was like, I am going to live off of this and, and quit my job and go all in on this and spend all of my time trying to figure out how to make this happen. And, uh, yeah, like I said, best decision I ever made, super risky, super risky. And I wouldn't like necessarily tell one of my students, Hey, do this right now. But that's a risk there if, that if they're willing to take, like, you know, I, I support it a hundred percent because when you can really burn the boats like that, uh, I mean, that's when growth comes getting out okay, of here. So, so what was the promise that you had told yourself? Like by doing this, this is the result that you would get. Like, you know, your, your job was safe. You were getting a fixed income. This, you know, maybe, maybe you lose a client after a month or two months. Maybe it's not consistent. So what was the promise you told yourself that by doing this and by going all in and burning the boats, you, you're going to be better off? Uh, honestly, I just, you know, in my, I don't, I don't know that I made myself a promise. I just knew that this was my other way, right? Like I, I said, like after I, I, that night, I really felt like I failed my family. I was determined to find another way. And this was that other way for me. Um, so I, I was bound and determined to make it happen no matter the circumstances. Okay. So were you looking at Dan Henry at that time and saying, look, he's so successful. He's gotten all the success. And then you know, I'm going to be something, you know, uh, I want to be like doing something similar to get my freedom the same way that he's doing it. No, I, like I said, I had no mentor going into this. I just had, I remember I was bathing my kid whenever I had the idea. Um, and then I was like freaking out. It was like my first big epiphany. Like I, I was, I was giving my kid a bath and I was like, what? I was like, I was like, what I'm doing right now, I, I'm going to offer it to multiple businesses. There's got to be more businesses that need social media management. I'll just, start a business doing this and offer it to different businesses and then I'll build income that way. Um, so that was my first big epiphany. I remember running through the living room and like, babe, this is, I know exactly what it is that I'm going to do and how positive I was that it was going to work. And it was crazy. Like, because it was literally like a light bulb went off and, uh, no mentorship, 
nothing of that nature yet. Of course, would I have wished that I had a mentor? Of course, because, uh, you, you know, they definitely speed up the process. But uh, also, I think taking action, you know, just massive and perfect action, you know, gets results as well. And that's what I was able to do is like, I kind of framed, you know, I framed it, uh, you know, I just, everything that I did, I learned step by step by step by step. And, and that's all there was to it. Okay. So you got the idea of uh, doing social uh, media management for businesses and you, you realize that a lot of people needed it. Um, how did you, what did you say to your first client, you know, for them to be convinced that they were going to take you as, uh, as uh you know, someone doing that social media for them. Right. So, uh, I remember you talking about the first client that the car dealer client that I made. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I, I don't remember exactly what I said. I just remember saying, Hey, listen, I can get you more customers. And cause the first one I landed on social media management. Right. And then I found Dan Henry's course bought that. And so I, I binged watched that for like three or four days. And then I started offering the new solution. So every solution after that was just lead generation. But the first client, it was like, Hey, listen, I'm going to do everything for you and it was honestly probably one of the worst things you could say to a client is like 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 it's just not realistic right you can't scale and do everything for somebody you have to get very very niche and solve a specific problem for a specific person and that's how you scale um, but I didn't know that at the time I was just taking bond action and uh but I did get them to close it took like three or four in-person meetings for me to get that that deal closed but they ended up signing the dotted line at two thousand dollars a month Oh, wow. So that's pretty high, you know, they didn't try to negotiate more than I was paid at my job. So I was, I was blown away. (laughs) I was so excited, man. And so, uh, were you like, were they not trying to like influence you to do it for free because you didn't have any results? Oh, I just spoke with absolute certainty. I, I, I just made it. I, I knew I had to get it done, man. Like I said, I burned the boats. Like I had to get a deal closed and, and whatever they need, I was, I would say that's my biggest sales tip is you need to speak with absolute certainty, figure out what your clients want and then tell them you're 110% going to give it to them. Even if you have to figure it out, it's, you know, it's that resourcefulness thing, right? Like I knew that like if they needed to get leads, I would 110% figure it out. So I'd say, Hey, listen, that's definitely something I could do for you. I remember in between the meetings, I was going home and watching a a ton of content on YouTube, trying to learn how I was going to fulfill this stuff as we were moving that client stayed with me and paid me over fifty thousand dollars man uh for over two years wow um so actually before going to this college dealership did you do a bit of research before actually approaching them uh no that was it's funny enough that was actually i think one of the first calls that i made because i was about to run out of gas i didn't know any other way remember i said i was driving around town well i was about out of gas and i knew i had to i'd make it to the house so that was the first number that I looked up and I called and I was like, Hey, I pitched the front desk guy and he was like, Hey, come in and can you explain this to me? So uh, I did. And, and then we, uh, and I believe I did it the next day or whatever. I went in, p- pitched the front desk guy. He brought it up. I got an email from the vice president like the day after that. And then uh, he was like, Hey, will you come in on Thursday? And so we can chat. And then we went and talked on Thursday. We went, went and talked again on another day. And then he brought somebody in uh, so that, I could do another pitch in front of them. And then we uh, ended up closing the deal. Okay. So what did you say to the front desk guy on the phone to get him to invite you into the car dealership? <laughs> Honestly, man, I-, I couldn't tell you. This was like two years ago now. So I-, I don't remember exactly what it was. I know I was very, like I said, like 
I didn't know what I was doing. I think I probably went straight into my elevator pitch. I was like, hey, listen, I do social media, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, like you, you had, uh, like you said, you hadn't even looked at it and you just did it blindly. That's amazing. So, um, but yeah, it just shows that you ha- you give something to them in value for them to actually pass that information on to the next person to actually ask you to come in. Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was it's so funny. I-, I laugh at myself all the time looking back now because I was like, how did I do it? You know what I mean? It, it was just, it was, uh, it was just, uh, I, I guess I just burnt, I had burned the boats to the point where I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I think that's a, a big difference between a lot of entrepreneurs. Some people go at it half and some people go at it all in. And that's why you see some people grow over time. Like maybe it's a side business for a really, really, really long time before they end up actually going all in. But the people that go all in from the very beginning, you always see explosive growth in those people. And, and looking back now, I, I definitely think that was the, that was 110% the, the route that I took. So. Okay, great, man. So um, once you got into the meeting, you know, and this was something very new that at the time you were doing it, like how did you convince the person to give you $2,000? And like, like I mentioned again, you know, like you didn't have any results. You didn't have any experience. Why would they, you know, give you $2,000 when they didn't have any proof of, of how this could be actually done? Like I said, I, I would definitely revert back to speaking with absolute certainty. Well, first of all, presentation is I already knew. I, I don't know why. I've always kind of known that presentation is a big deal. I, I went and bought a, a suit on a credit card so I could look decent in front of these people and and uh, made. Sure, I spent like an hour getting ready for for these meetings and and uh, just making sure that everything was like pristine or I, what I thought was pristine. Everything looked clean and and uh, I remember thinking like I, I went to like a I went somewhere and got some papers printed off that would it was kind of like basically showed the system um and and yeah so i just that presentation along with absolute certainty i think that's definitely what ultimately convinced them to say yes and then just you know nobody really spends time closing deals over three or four like i mean it definitely took a lot to get the deal closed um i mean the hundreds of clients that i closed after that were mostly one call closes those people that came to me and 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 that i just got on the phone and then we closed within like a 20 minute phone call um but that one was, it was definitely a lot of work, but so, so, so rewarding to know that, that my efforts going all in paid off. Yeah, definitely. Like I can see, you know, you put in so much effort just for your first client and it wasn't even promising that you're going to get him or not. Like you were searching, like he was going to get value out of it. That's why you were, you know, putting all this effort and stuff. Uh, did they try to like say like, Hey, can you do it for free? Uh, I remember they offered me a job and I turned it down and, uh, and I don't know if he was joking, but I remember him saying, oh, really? It's funny. Not a lot of 19-year-olds make six figures. And uh, I just brushed it off. I- I'm pretty sure he was messing with me. But uh, either way, I was like, yeah, no. I was so convinced that I was going to make this happen and I was going to be able to create an awesome life for myself. I'd already kind of dreamed it, man. Uh, so I always like to talk about this. Um, I don't know how much you, you, you kind of indulge in the law of attraction, but I, I was, I did MMA a lot growing up. So I watched the sport, followed the sport. And at this point in time, Conor McGregor was huge. And um, he kept talking. I remember I was following him, watching his YouTube videos. And he kept talking about this, this mystical thing called the law of attraction. And, and, uh, and I wanted to know more about that. So I ended up finding this guy who named Bob Proctor, who broke it down into an actual science for me. And he was basically like, basically what the law of attraction is, is if you can convince yourself first, you can make anything happen because you have what's called a paradigm, which is, you know, when you're a kid, your paradigm is mushy and 
easily moldable and that's and you're uh ultimately when you grow up it, it hardens and and so if you grew up changing uh trading time for money uh, if you grew up around parents that traded time for money, ultimately that may be what your capacity ends up being unless you expose yourself to other ideas. So if you can convince your subconscious, your paradigm is with your subconscious mind. If you convince that first that you can do something, uh, then he said, you know, you can do it. And I just took it for what it was. And he said, the only way to train your subconscious mind to believe something is to say it, your, say your goals in present tense over and over and over again. And I did this thing that I always, always, always tell them, tell my students to do is, I had a 2003 Honda Accord, uh, broke radio, and I, I printed out uh, a, a list of goals that, for, that I was going to hit in, in 2018, coming out of 2017. And, and one of those things was, I'm going to make six figures this year. I'm, and and I, I remember saying, and it was so weird, I would say it aloud, and, and in the beginning, of course, it's very, very weird to say that, because I'd just come off of a, seven, like a 16 or $17,000 year at, at my other job. So to say that I was going to make six figures uh, was kind of really, really off the wall. Right. I remember when I first started to say it, like my girl was in the car and I would say it out loud over it. Like it felt like my tongue was going to fall off. I did that for weeks. And after a couple of weeks, it started to feel a little bit, it started to roll off the tongue a little easier. And eventually I started believing it. And sure enough that next year we did six figures, man. So, uh, I 110% believe in the law of attraction and convincing yourself and your subconscious mind that you can do something. Uh, but yeah, we, we did our first six figure year. <laughs> Oh man, that's an awesome story. Um, so you got your first client and then what motivated you like to get your second client, you know? Oh, I was still completely at it. I mean, that was, you know, I sold this, uh, this car dealership and then I went back to my initial, initial, uh, the person that I was working for. And I was like, Hey, listen, we have this process. He gave me the time of day. He respected me. And so we sat down and when I was able like, to explain to him logically, now that I knew, you know, what Dan Henry um, how to explain it in the terms of, Hey, listen, we're going to make you direct return on investment by doing, by using this system. Then it was, it was easier to close clients because I was able to actually say, Hey, this is what we're going to do for you. And this is what you're going to get out of it. That wasn't something that I was able to do whenever I closed the car dealer client. I was just like, Hey, listen, we're going to do everything for you. And that's what, that's what the value that I sold them on. Okay. So, um, so your second client, like, were they also trying to, uh, get you to, to like, did they ask you to do it for free? No, nobody asked me to do it for free because I set a higher standard. I let them know from the beginning, they weren't going to get it for free. Like, Hey, this is, this is my occupation now. This is, you know, and, and, and free doesn't put food on the table. <laughs> Makes sense. So, um, while you were like, actually like, you know, having your first client as a car dealership and then, and you were learning to how to do this yourself, like, did you not think having a second client would actually make it more difficult for you to learn the process? Uh, not really. At that point I was taking on, I was, my plan from the beginning was like, Hey, I'm going to take this full on. I don't care what it takes. Uh, and I'm going to figure it out. And so you don't really think about those things when that's your mentality. Um, and it, it definitely wasn't, I think because I was convinced that I was going to make it happen. It was just easy at that time. Of course, when I started getting, five, six, seven clients in different niches. Then it was a little bit of a different story. Then it got a little tricky. Um, and that's when I was like, you know what? I got to double down on one space so I can do the same thing over and over again. And that's when we started scaling big. And that's when I had to hire a team. Uh, and so hired my first VA and then we just brought people, brought VAs on as we needed them. So your first like 10 clients, you didn't hire anyone? No, 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 no. Uh, we had, and it, we, it was hard to get 10 clients all at once. We would have people... Uh, I always, I call this thing the client trap, right? If you're in a specific, if you're 
providing a solution to a lot of different people, uh, it's very hard to balance those things. And I, the client trap is basically, basically what it is. It's like fear of, fear of, you know, going broke creates you creates, it makes you take on anyone that's willing to pay you taking on any willing, anyone willing to pay you, uh, makes you, you know, lose clients due to lack of results, losing clients due to lack of results is, uh, you know, you're trying to solve problems that you're, you're not qualified to solve. So yeah, I did have that problem at some points. Like, you know, um, it, like specific niches that we couldn't crack. There was nobody that we didn't get results for. It was just tricky. So maybe, you know, maybe a client stuck with us for one or two months and they didn't get return on investment right away. Um, so obviously those clients are going to cancel and, uh, definitely don't blame them for it, but, uh, we did our best and, and, but that's when, you know, being able to solve a specific problem for a specific person takes place because when you can get, when you can become the best at one thing or, or, or become a really powerful solution at just one thing, then, uh, then you're able to, you know, scale. And, and obviously you have your processes are repeatable. So, you know, it's easier to perform. Okay. So when you were getting these clients, were you actually showing them results that you were getting for your previous uh, clients? Uh, I, all right. I think we're, are we still in the, are we still talking about, you know, because my, I had this not niched agency and then I created my niche agency, which was gym leads fast. Uh, and then that's when, we, so are you talking about before I, I niche down or. Yeah. Before, I, before you niche down. So before I niche down, um, yeah, I, I had gotten one video testimonial. We had made a gym $40,000 in like 35 days. Uh, and that was my, that was that second client that I got, which was my previous employer employer. And then, after we made them $40,000, when you make some, when you get somebody awesome results, they're going to want to shout your name from the rooftop. So they definitely didn't mind giving me a video testimonial. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just sat down, went through the results and that's what I used. So it was my first video testimonial was actually me and my client sitting side by side. Um, but every, most of the video testimonials that we had after that was, um, you know, they were just recording a little video clip and then sending it in to me. Okay. So what did you actually do to help them actually reach that? Was that like, was that gross 40,000? Was it like a, a promotion that you did to help them get that? Um, it was the one month free offer. Yeah. So that we, everything that we did was based off the value ladder. So like, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically it's like, how do you get somebody in on an initial offer? Even if it's free, just so they can see the value in you. And once they come in the doors and they can see, uh, all of the amazing equipment or what the value that you bring, then it becomes really easy for them to say yes to your actual offer. So getting them in the door with something free and then saying, Hey, listen, uh, and giving them a tour, getting them, you know, saying, Hey, what are your goals? And then tailoring it to their goals. It just becomes really, really easy. So getting somebody in on an initial offer and then ascending that person after they come in and they see the value. So maybe next for the gym, it'd be, group or membership, group training, personal training, so on and so forth. Right. And that would, that model works for, for many, many different niches, but that's what it looked like for the gyms. Okay. So this gym client, like, uh, they were struggling of getting like new memberships. They weren't struggling getting new memberships, but every gym's looking to get more, right? You, you want more, especially if you can sit with, um, especially if you have the capacity to, to take more. So, uh, so yeah, that's, you know, they weren't struggling, but we definitely, definitely changed the game for them. Okay. So for example, like how many were they getting per month and how many more clients did you get to help them get in a month? Uh, I don't remember how many clients they got, but like I said, they made 40 K. Um, but you know, we had some clients like 
I, I made one of my clients a million bucks. They had, uh, they had seven facilities in Mississippi. Um, throughout those seven facilities, we made them a million. And I think we only spent like 50, we spent less than a hundred thousand dollars in ad spend. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, and then we had another client that did like 70, 70 members in the middle of July, uh, in Connecticut. So yeah, we had, we had a lot of clients that got crazy results after that. Uh, that specific one, I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly how many he got, but, um, it's somewhere in the testimonial, I'm sure. Yeah. No worries. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. So like then how did you like realize that you want to focus on gyms then? Uh, that first video testimonial, like I said, so it was, you know, I had this, this problem that a lot of, a lot of people in the internet marketing space have, which is like, nobody can really find a consistent way to get new customers. And then I, I found out, and one day I was panicking and I found out that one day after like panicking, after losing a client, I was like, I realized something that was really interesting. And it was like three of the four clients that I had left were clients that I closed because they came to me first. And then two, the two clients that saw a video testimonial before they got on the call, they were the easiest closes I, I had ever gotten. So I created this pre-framing system. Uh, so basically I, I knew I had to figure out a way to get clients that were pre, to get people on the phone that were pre-framed and that had come to me. So I created a strategy around that where I sent clients to a funnel. They were able to uh, uh, see what I call the three key pre-frames, which is basically if I've coined them the three key pre-frames and maybe somebody else somewhere out there calls it something else. But basically if a company, if, if a prospect can come to you before ever you touching base and saying, Hey, I have something you may be interested in, but if they come to you and, and they can see that you're an established company, that you've gotten results in the past and that you uh, are offering some kind of a bold guarantee or a bold offer, they're stupid not to book a call with you. Right. It's like, like at that point, if they know that you're established, they know that you've gotten results in the past and they know, and they, you have some kind of a guarantee or a bold offer. You should, they should 110% book a call. And so all of my efforts, because before it never mattered how many appointments I was able to, to put on my calendar, my close rate was so bad because it was all people that I was tapping on the shoulder saying, hey, I have something you may be interested in. Here, let's book a time for a call. And, and you know, the, the people that I was on the phone with, they were very stingy with their time. They always pushed me to ask how much it cost. And they, you know, treat me like I was some sort of a pest or just another marketing company trying to sell them something. But when I positioned myself as an expert, when I positioned myself as gym leads fast, uh, one, it was easier to book calls because we, we positioned ourselves as a specific solution for a specific person. It was, uh, they all, it was also just much, it, the calls went way easier. They were much easier to close. We started getting way more yes. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's when I was like, you know, after we got like two or three gym testimonials, that's when I was like, okay, we're going to create gym leads fast. And when I, that was the best decision I ever made, then we really, really blew up. But, uh, but yeah. Okay. Awesome, man. Thank you for, for, you know, giving us, you know, how, how you actually did that. Um, so, uh, like what was, what was like, actually, what were you using to actually create that funnel for you? Yeah, I was just using click funnels. So okay. obviously there's a thousand different platforms that you could, you could use, but, but yeah. how did you, how did you think that, like, uh, how did you think that was a good option for you? Like at the time? Well, it's just what Dan Henry told me to use. So that's what I, that's what I was using. Okay, great. So, um, and then, um, when you were building your funnel, when you said that you were like, you didn't want people, uh, introduced to you by just tapping them on the shoulder, were you creating like content for them so that they can absorb and then, uh, be pre-framed to come to you? No. So that was just through organic. So, uh, 
when I cracked ads, that was really the big difference, right? There's many, many ways that you can, all right, and, and I'm going to drop stuff on you guys that, that people pay me for now, but, but just because it's your audience, man, and because you were so nice to let me on the show, I'll, I'll, I'll drop it. But, but basically what it is, is there, there's three ways that my students really use to get, to get, a, to attract that person. So the idea is you need to create some kind of a place where your specific pro, your prospects can come. They can kind of get indoctrinated and learn who you are and what you do. And the only, pl the only thing they can do from there is book a call with you. I call that a pre-framing funnel, right? So once you have your pre-framing funnel set up, then there are really three ways that you can get prospects to come in. There's one, you can do organic traffic, which uh, that's a really good way. Um, and these are all ways that make it very, very easy for your, for, for your clients to say yes. It's different when you're running cold outreach or any other way to this. But when you're running ads, uh, referral traffic or organic traffic to it, it's so, it, man, they're so easy to close. So of course you can do that with Instagram. I did it with Facebook. That was how I warmed my clients up. I would always, so I would add a bunch of gym owners on Facebook. I would plaster, you know, social proof in their face, like results that we were getting for other clients. Um, you know, I, you know, post those video testimonials. And, and, and then I had these very simple call to action set up on my Facebook profile so that they could go find that pre-framing funnel. So I placed, you have to place yourself in a, somewhere where they can find you. And then the second, uh, the second way is ads. And I have what's called, I call this the ad snowball method. Basically, once you close a client, you reinvest that and you do that over and over again until you're closing 10 to 10 to uh, five to 10 clients per week. Once you're closing five to 10 clients per week, it's time to hire out for sales. Um, but uh, yeah, so you really only need the deal from, if, if, you're, if you don't think you have any money to run ads, you only need to close one sale in order to reinvest that money and book yourself out. Um, but yeah, you just kind of let that snowball, uh, until you're closing five to 10 and then you hire out and then, you know, remove yourself from the rest of your business until you're just a CEO. Um, and then the third way to get traffic into your funnel is, uh, referral traffic, right? So I, I, I would, all right. So I'm, I came up with this really, really awesome strategy to where I would incentivize my clients to, uh, to refer us. And that was, we had so much success with that. So those are the three sources of traffic to, to fill your pre-framing funnel. So you can close a lot of clients. Okay, great. So I actually, you know, uh, I actually uh, got into one of your funnels just to see, you know, how you were and just to understand you. Um, and so one thing you talk about is like, you talk about like, um, you, you talk about pre-framing and uh, like, you know, pre-framing your clients so that they can come to you. Uh, can you just talk a bit more about that? Like, uh, uh, just that one one thing about pre-framing. Like, what do you like? You talk about sorry. Uh, the thing that you talk about that uh, you mentioned is make a bold claim, right? So, yep. can you just give an example? What would be a bold claim for someone not crazy for them to be crazy enough not to accept your offer? So ours for the fitness agency was hey get get fifty uh, new member opportunities your first month or your money back. Plus we'll give you a hundred dollars for wasting your time. That was like our bulk crazy offer. Like who can say no to that, man? You know what I mean? And, but, and did we ever have to give anybody a hundred dollars and a refund? No, we never had to do that. Like we were always able to deliver on that. So just something uh, that you know that you can deliver on. And uh, that is just a complete no brainer, right? If you tell somebody that you're going to give them their money back plus a hundred bucks for wasting their time, of course they're going to take advantage of it. So that was just what we use. Now, if you're in the, you know, fitness studio space, maybe drop 3% body fat in five weeks or your money back or six weeks or the six week challenge that Alex Formosi runs, you know, whatever, just make it irresistible, right?
So that's that's what we did. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So you actually helped and create uh, help people create this offer. Uh, for for my students. Yeah, for your students, like you help yeah. them create. Uh, uh, okay. Absolutely. It, it all it really boils down to is just crafting some kind of. It's not. It's honestly not complicated, man. For the most part, it's that same formula, right? Get this in this time frame or your money back plus we'll give you this or whatever. So what about for people that actually can't get that result? Like, should they be making a bold claim like that? Uh, absolutely not. If you can't get results, then definitely don't make a bold claim. Okay. So, uh, so you're only suggesting people who have results uh, to make a bold claim. Uh, is that what you're suggesting? So what I'm saying is if, if it has to sound irresistible, but make it something attainable that you know you can do, right? Something that's reasonable for you to be able to provide. And even if that means like, hey, these people don't, I, I said nowhere in that statement, hey, we're going to spend this much on ads. But basically I, I would, if I w was not comfortable with it, like, hey, I'd say, hey, instead of spending $500 on ads, spend a thousand bucks on ads. That always turned out for the better of the client anyways. Um, you know, just depending on, you know, how their market performed, but 50 was something that we could produce either way with 500 bucks in ad spend, $10 per lead. Great. Um, so yeah, you broke it down to a science. So you were very comfortable creating that bold uh, statement. So uh, for people actually in the fitness niche, right? Like for example, if they, they're, they're getting like, you know, 10 new members every month uh, and they want to get to 50 members uh, in a month, what, what would you suggest them to do? So if somebody's getting 10 new members in a month and they're creating and they're looking to get to 50 new members in a month, it's just finding an angle and scaling it like crazy. Like the, the trick with marketing is trying to find your magic box. And I remember actually, it's been a long time since I, I used to say this on my, my sales pitches to, to gyms, but it's literally figuring out a system that you can put a dollar into and get five to $10 out every single time. And, and that's what we had with gym leads fast. What worked for us was just that whole value ladder concept. And what we put in the front was one month free or, or a free personal training package or a free group, group training for 21 days or, you know, 21 day transformation challenge or something along those lines, something that sounds irresistible that you can put in front of your audience, collect their information so you can follow up with them, get them in the doors because all fitness entrepreneurs know that's where the magic happens. If you're not, if you're a, a, a if you're a brick and mortar and that's what your goal is, obviously uh, if you're selling somebody over the phone, for, for fitness coaching or something like that, what you want to do is you want to push them to a phone call, but get them where, get them to where, you know, to the meeting that, cause that's where the magic happens. And then sell that person on the overall, like you figure out where they clearly identify where they are, clearly identify where they want to be. And then just position yourself as the vehicle to that goal for them. And then when you can do that, then it becomes a no brainer. Okay. So for people that, that are not getting, you know, these enough meetings, um, whether it be over the phone or, you know, in person, what would you think that the reason behind that is? Uh, one, they're, they, maybe they're not running, maybe they're relying completely on organic traffic and they have not figured it out yet. They're just trying to do content marketing, but definitely run ads. Ads is insanely cheap, especially for local businesses. And all it boils down to is creating an irresistible offer. Hey, and so, the idea is call out your, in the ad copy, call out your audience, telling them what you're doing. Like, Hey, we're running a, a, a free 21 day uh, fitness transformation, create scarcity. We only have 30 spots available. 
call to action, click learn more to claim a voucher now or whatever, so, you know, so, or whatever it is that you're offering. And then you just push that person to somewhere that you're going to be able to grab their information so that you can follow up with them, book and get them booked and, and, and get them closed. Okay, great. So, um, and, and for the people that are actually not like very strong in follow-up, do you used to work with them or do you used to like train them to do the follow-up? No, I made it very, very clear in the beginning of our client. That was not something that we provided for our clients, but I made it, I would, I would give them like um, general scripts or, or things like that if they really just w wanted that. But for the most part, <clears throat> almost everybody was like, Hey, if you can just generate the interest for us, we'll be able to get the job done. So that, that was our, that was our, uh, that was our end of the stick. Right. Okay. Great. Awesome, man. So, um, like, um, you know, I've seen on your Instagram profile, you know, that you've worked with a lot of like very high performing uh, entrepreneurs, right? Like you've worked with, uh, you mentioned Dan Henry, right? Uh, I also saw a picture of you with uh, Rob Quinn. Yeah, Rob Quinn's one of my best friends. Uh, uh, we met through Dan Henry's group. And at the time he was making 28,000 when I was like making like $4,000 a month. And uh, I remember one thing that he said to me was like, dude, just stay the path. And uh, he was like, no matter where this entrepreneurial journey takes, you just stay the path. And uh, I always tell him, I really appreciate him saying that. It meant a lot to me at the time. And, and because he said that, I remember a lot of times where I was just struggling and uh, I just kind of reverted you know, my attention back to those words and uh, stayed the path. And ultimately it did end up paying off in a really, really big way. Cool, man. So I want to ask you like, um, you know, once you got your first clients, once you got your second client, um, how were you able to use, like, where were you putting your results for people to see and like come and reach you? Yeah. So like I said before, the results were always, you're always going to put the results on the landing page. You always want to, you always want, because that's the goal is we're trying to get them to land here on this page. Uh, so you always want to have it there, but also you would release it in micro bits on, you know, Instagram, maybe Instagram stories. Instagram post, uh, Facebook traffic. If you have a Facebook group that you're building in the Facebook group, things of that nature. Um, but if really, if you can create community inside of a Facebook group, that's a good way to, to gather social proof as well too. People will be posting results in there and uh, you'll be able to share those. Okay. So I know a concept that Dan Henry uses a lot. And he's like, he uses his personal profile as a way of getting leads in. You're right. And he, he creates traffic and then he creates his profile and his you know, Facebook group, right? That's the way he channels people into the, uh, into his, uh, agency. Is that something you were also doing? Yeah. That, so when I say organic, that's what exactly what I was talking about earlier. So posting that I would use my Facebook profile, I would post the social proof on there. I would go add a ton of gym owners. I would set up clear call to actions on my featured photo on my banner. So it would say gymleadsfast.com. And that's it. So, I know that, hey, when they reach my page, they're probably not just going to go click to it. But after they start seeing these posts come up of these ridiculous results that we've got with clients, hey, we got, uh, we made, you know, Josh Hall a million bucks. We, you know, through seven facilities, we made uh, Brian Hoyce, you know, we got, he got 70 members in the middle of July. You know, Dan, Daniel at Anytime Fitness Phoenix City was able to do 40 members in a single month uh, or, or 40,000. I think it was maybe 40 members. I'm not sure, man. But either way, uh, they would see these results and then they would say, you know, I'm not asking them to go to that link they, I've, I've piqued their interest now. So now they just go to that link on their own. And that was the trick, right? Instead of asking somebody to go, Hey, visit this link. The trick was getting them to find it so that now you've piqued their curiosity and they're actually going to take you serious on the call and they're not just going to 
pu- push you off like some other marketer. They're, they're okay. coming to you first. Right. That makes so much sense, that strategy. So, um, like, in terms of searching for business owners online on Facebook, right, um, a lot of people still don't think that, you know, business owners are on Facebook. How are you able to find, uh, you know, all these, like, business owners online on Facebook? Uh, yeah, I would just search gym owner that was, uh, you know, or a specific franchise and then go add all of those people. And I just put it in the search bar and then I would, you know, it'll show you all post people groups. I would click on people and then it would pull up, you know, owner of anytime fitness and owner of orange theory, owner of snap fitness, owner of, you know, fit body bootcamp. Okay. And a lot would like, would they accept you right away? Um, you know, it really just depended, you know, uh, I don't really, I didn't, that wasn't a metric that I tracked, but, uh, but yeah, we, we definitely had, I definitely had a lot of, uh, fitness entrepreneurs on my profile and a lot of people visited my funnel from that source. Okay. And were you adding people only from your, your area or were you just doing all over the United States? All over everywhere. Um, I, I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Our first, um, our first international client came in organically. Awesome, man. Um, and so did you max out your friend request? Uh, I believe I did at some points and I would just go in and delete a bunch of them so I could re-add people. Yeah. So yeah, uh, to answer your question, I guess we did have a lot of people that wouldn't answer, but for the most part, we, we did, we were able to amass a lot of prospects. Okay. I know also like Facebook has like um, an algorithm that like prevents you from keep adding people. Like they think it's spam. So uh, did you ever face that issue? I did. And I found a way around it at the time. They may have changed it by now, but I know I started like skipping every other one. So I would, there was some key players that were, I I knew that were already friends with a ton of gym owners. So I would like, if you waved your mouse over their profile, it would say, it would show you their occupation. And then I would just, you know, click add if they were, if they weren't, I wouldn't add them. But, uh, but yeah, I would do every other one instead of just going down, click, 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 you know, adding everybody, I would kind of be more, uh, calculated with who I chose. And I think that allowed me to add a lot more people. Okay. And how how do you figure that out? Uh, trial and error, man. You know, (laughs) there was a lot of times where we got put on pause. Oh man. That's awesome, man. It's crazy how, you know, you're, you're so creative and actually thinking of these, uh, different strategies. But it shows, right, like you're in the game, right? You're always thinking about this, or you're obviously going to be more creative. Uh, so I didn't understand the question completely. What was that? Yeah, it wasn't a question. I'm just saying, like, it makes sense that, you know, you're, you're so focused on this one thing. That's how you're consist- consistently becoming creative. Oh, and- yeah. I will say, though, I didn't get good at, at getting clients for myself until I – uh, until I really, I mean, one, I think paid ads is just something that if you want to grow into a big business, I think everybody needs to be running paid ads. Um, whether you are a, a entrepreneur looking to grow an agency, whether you are a, a, you know, whether you are a local business owner, everybody needs to be running ads. That is the trick. And once you really figure out how to do that, it's just about scaling it. And, you know, once you have that specific way to get people in and get them closed, I mean, it's just about doing that over and over and over again. And, and uh, your only cap is like, how many people do you want to bring in? Okay. If you know that you're, if you put a thousand dollars in, you're going to be able to pull five to $10,000 out. Why would you not do that over and over and over again? And that's, that's exactly what we were doing with Jim Lee. Right. So it would only make sense for people that can't do it or don't know how to do it. Right? Like they have a lot of doubt and fear. Um, what would you say to the people who do have that doubt and fear and are just starting off with Facebook ads? 
Right. So uh, the people that have doubt and fear is like the only way that you're going to have success is if you go fail a ton anyway. You're going to have to learn. Like I said, everything that I learned was step by step by step by step. Uh, you know, I had to learn that mentors could cut cut your your learning curve into into days rather than years. Uh, and and when I did learn that, of course, I grew a lot faster. But everything that you're going to learn is, is step by step. So you have to get out there, try these things, fail at them. Yes, you may waste a little bit of money, but the more you have it out there and you continue to try, the more you'll be able to get. I remember one big breakthrough for me was like I was I was running ads, but I was running a very on and off spotty, and we did have a couple of clients that landed from it, but. I remember my buddy was just like, dude, just put 4,000, like commit to putting $4,000 on it for the month. And I was like, holy, that's a lot of money, especially because I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but it was the best decision. One of the best decisions I ever made because I committed to doing that. I was like, uh, I was finally able, because I didn't shut it off. I was finally able to find the consistency that I needed to find in order to scale. So I kept turning the, the ads off at like this, like, at the wrong times, like instead of letting it play out, like I would always cut it off before it could really grow. And so that's all, I mean, spending that $4,000 allowed me to learn that. And then it was game over. We just, we, we grew so fast. Okay. So uh, now for a question for more agency owners. So agency owners are looking to get like, you know, 10 clients in within a month. What would you suggest they focus on? I would say set aside. And this is, I, I promise you, there are going to be so many agency owners blow up from this, but I'm telling you that I teach this to my students and, and uh, you know, I'm a new agency coach, but I literally, if you look, I've, I have awards for all of my students here that hit the hundred K club. And it's, 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 it's very, very, the process is simple. You book yourself out for one week. If you book yourself 20 to 50 appointments, the way that I'm teaching right now, you are 110% like going to close two to five clients. Okay. But I tell my students, you have to close at least one out of 20 to 50. You should easily, easily be able to close two to five. But I say, Hey, close one and reinvest that into the next week to book yourself out and then do that over and over and over again until you're closing five to 10 clients a week, because you're not going to do it. The more calls that you're on, the better and better and better that you're going to get. Uh, so if you close two to five is super reasonable out of 20 to 50 appointments, that's 10% of the people that book actually closing. That's insanely reasonable, especially, you know, when I got, I, there was a point where I closed 15 agency clients in a 24 hour period. And I was like, I'm on top of the world right now, but it was from the system. Like literally. So I would say, if you don't have a thousand bucks to go spend in ads, go figure it out. I don't care if you have to go save for three months and, and put it and commit, put it into running ads, push people into a pre-framing funnel, which by the way, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. If not, definitely cut it out. But, but, I have a training on this. Uh, so if, if they want to go see it, they, they definitely can. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, you would go to www.andrewpabia.com forward slash secret training. And, and all it is is, and, and it may be even changed by now, but if you want to connect with me, it's www.andrewpabia.com forward slash connect. And, and, and I would definitely be willing to, to put you through that. It's very simple. There are free trainings. Um, but the, you know, the, the coaching and stuff is what's paid for. But, I, you know, a lot of the value that I've given to you guys is, is stuff that I just teach solely for my coaching students. But I, I, like I said, this is what I, my real passion is for anyways, is just coming in and, and really being the difference in all of the noise 
and, and teaching people the stuff that actually matters and what's going to change your life. So if you don't have the money to do it, to do it right away, do the organic way to close one, to, to close a client or two in order to put yourself on the map to start running ads, but start ads as soon as humanly possible. That's what's going to change your life. I have no doubt about that. Okay, so if someone starting out, would you suggest them to actually start off by doing social media management or doing social media leads? I would definitely say leads. And the reason I would say that is because management, one, is it's kind of you know, vague. What exactly are you going to be handling? And then two, leads is very, very clear what you're doing. And, and, and to be honest, you just, it's, it's a lot less management, right? It's a lot, when you're doing the lead generation, it's a lot less management. So you set this thing up. This thing is going to perform and the value that the business owner ultimately gets is they get somebody that knows what they're doing that, that can tweak this thing and they don't have to even think about it. They, they, they can tweak this thing. You can make them more money. And, and like, it, it really takes, when we got, it took 15 minutes to set our process up for our clients. And then anything past that was just monitoring. So my, 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 my uh, team would take 10, 20, 30 minutes a day, just going through and looking at all the, the cost per acquisition for our clients and then they would tweak accordingly and what that looked like is they would ultimately just shut it off if it was an ad that was performing good at one point and then just slow down obviously they just reoptimized so they would shut that campaign off duplicate it and then and it was very 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 simple stuff there's a lot less management that goes into lead generation so i would definitely say lead generation okay so um why is it for some people that are successful at lead generation and some people that are not uh because they're not you know they're not one, they don't have, they don't have it. There's a lot of people that, uh, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of clients starting out, but they don't have that confidence. I, I definitely think 99% of the game is just, is, is mental. So if you can just convince yourself first that, Hey, you're going to do what, you know, what you need to do in order to like, I would tell my clients like from the big, like from the beginning, I would always say, Hey, listen, I'll definitely get this result for you, period. And now I would leave it at that. And I, and then I would be resourceful enough to go figure it out. And it didn't matter what it was. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think a lot of people are uh, afraid to put their, put their, uh, money where their mouth is and just lay it on the line and just say, Hey, we can do this for you. Um, so like, here's the deal. If you've taken a course, if you, if you spent time to learn this skill set, I mean, it, this, the system is very, very, very simple. Like you can definitely get results. So put your money where your, where your mouth is, start telling them with absolute certainty that you can get them results because 99% of the time you will be able to, and, and, and then, you know, and, and you get skin in the game by ultimately trial and error. So go run some campaigns. It is not hard to, to figure out, just tweak and just think about making things irresistible. Like how, if I was, if I was this person, what would make me want to want to opt in? Right. So, and when you can do that, then you'll be able to get results, but, but definitely have confidence. That, that's what I would say is key in this. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you and all for, uh, you know, giving people that, uh, a reason, you know, to accept that, you know, uh, to call themselves an expert or actually be, be confident, uh, because you know, there's so many other people out there, right. They're also doing the same thing. They're learning, they're growing, they're experimenting, obviously they're making mistakes. Um, yeah. So, you know, thank you for actually like, you know, giving people that permission to, to you know, to offer that and then, you know, work for it and then actually be hungry to get that results for them. Yeah, no problem, man. Like it, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. So go out and figure it out. And, and like I said, put your money where your mouth is.
Sweet man. So um, I also want to talk about um, Facebook ads. Like in terms of like uh, you said, like you know when you make a bold offer, um, like uh, what happens? Actually, before I ask that, like should you take on clients uh, that they say that like they they don't want only leads but they want uh, other services like sales? Like for example, oh, they clients, want you to guarantee sales. Yeah. Yeah, I would say no. I would tell them straight up, like, listen, I will guarantee attracting, like I'll guarantee the lead, but everything past that is on your end. And I cannot guarantee what your team is going to do. So for that reason, I'm going to guarantee the leads and that's it. And if, if you're not okay with that, then we just won't work together. But you definitely, uh, of course, uh, a part of this, and you, you learn, a lot of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs will learn moving forward is you have to set standards. And I got you know, I wasn't perfect at that in the beginning. Uh, you know, obviously I did like let some clients take advantage and I did, uh, make promises that, you know, for the sake of the client, because they wanted to pull those out of me. Um, and yes, you know, uh, in the beginning we had clients cancel because we weren't able to get the job done that they wanted us to do, but it was because we overpromised by getting, letting them drag it out of us. Uh, so only promise what you're comfortable with, make it sound irresistible though. Remember that irresistible offer, right? So, uh, and put your money where your mouth is. Like, we'll, we're willing to offer this. It's reasonable for you. It's, it's reasonable result for you to get. It's irresistible to them. And in the end, hey, if we don't do it for you, we'll give you your money back. Very, 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 very few times was I, did I ever have to do that. We never had to give the $100 back. But if I ever like, had to, to before, I, I, I was, before I had niched down, if I told a client I, I could get them a result and, or I would give them a refund, I would refund them. Before we created Gym Leads Fast, after we created Gym Leads Fast, it was so, like we had already learned the process to a point where we never had to do that again. But putting your money where your mouth is allows you to, to get the opportunity to go make those mistakes and learn. You know, I, I would have never created Gym Leads Fast if I didn't fail for a couple of people. So, but in the end, I, I did right those wrongs by giving, them, give the, giving those people their money back. So, Always put your money where your mouth is and, uh, and be willing to take calculated risks. Okay. Thank you for that. So I want to ask like, if for example, you're working with a gym owner and they're like, okay, if you make me $10,000, then I'll give you $1,000. Yeah, no. So like that was another standard, standard that we had, but you know, it does take work and my team has to monitor. Right. That makes sense. Right. Like you're not a sales agency, you're a marketing agency. Right. And that's the difference. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, if you're a marketing agency, you just focus on getting the initial clients, uh, through the door, uh, and just get their information. Right. So, yeah. Thank you for uh, clarifying that. So, um, yeah, I just have a couple more questions. So, um, you know, I've seen some pictures of you with all these like cool, you know, uh, influencers like uh, Bradley. And um, how did you meet uh, Bradley? Uh, Bradley, Ty Lopez, all that stuff was just me putting myself out there. Um, and I, I remember knowing that that was going to be a way that I scaled my brand. And I, I remember having a conversation with my wife like four or five months prior to me meeting Ty Lopez. And I was like, do you know what, like, do you understand, like, just the little bit of boost that, a, you know, a feature with Ty Lopez could give me. 
And and that's a, it was so crazy. The, the law of attraction, I'm telling you, I ended up going to the Thrive event. And then I told my friends at the event, like, I was going to, to have a chat with Ty Lopez. And, and they were like, oh, he's so inaccessible. Like, how, how are you going to do that? I remember, so what, what ended up happening was this guy gave, I remember at the beginning of his speech, he said, um, I actually got to catch a flight out of here. And, um, and uh, I have to catch a flight out of here. And uh, so after the speech, I, I got to run. And he said that at the beginning of the speech, and, and I was like, you know what? That's that's what I'm gonna catch him as, as, as soon as he leaves. Like I know. So he gave his speech, um, and after he gave his speech, I exited, and there was a back, there was a bathroom in the back of this hallway at the Hard Rock Cafe, uh, or the Hard Rock uh, where the Thrive event was being held. That I, I always saw the the speakers like were coming out of this door, and uh, and so yeah, I went and waited at that door, and then I, I he, it was so odd. Uh, how it actually happened. There was actually a few people that had the same idea as me that waited on him. Somehow I ended up in the very center with Ty Lopez. He had like four or five bodyguards that had a circle of all the, of all, blocking off all the other people that ended up crowding us. And it was just me and Ty Lopez sitting in the circle. And I had this awesome video of me and him walking for like, like three or four, three to five minutes down this long hallway, just like chatting back and forth. And I, he put me on a Snapchat and Instagram that, that, you know, blew my brand up. And then, Bradley, I ended up made, meeting him at the GSDCon. I didn't even know who he was prior to that, um, but I heard a lot of people. I really resonated with, with what he said, but uh, afterwards I caught him on the way out. Uh, I, I, that was just by chance, but he was actually leaving that event too. And uh, so I ran up and I, actually what happened was I ended up, I, I wanted this guy to take me seriously. So I said, hey man, what's what? I literally did this. I, I went up to him and I was like, hey man, I want to buy your stuff right now. How can I do that? I bought his stuff and I showed it to him, and then that that really I bought I literally bought his time. He, he sat with me while he was waiting on his his uh his uh, uh black Escalade to roll around, and we got like ten minutes to chat, and then I got invited back to uh, then after I flew home, I got invited to his office like uh, one time when I was I, I made a visit back to Vegas with my with my wife uh, just for like a little vacation, and then. Uh, he and his, he had one of his boys uh, hit me up and see if I wanted to come out to the office. So I went and visited their office. That's awesome, man. It's crazy how you created these opportunities, you know, for yourself. Um, before, like, actually talking to Ty Lopez, did you feel like he was someone who you couldn't even, like, you know, get, like, be in the same room? Like, I, I really, 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 really think that it's just law of attraction, man. Like, you just have to visualize it up here. I mean, what are the, like, I told my wife that I set the intention. So I was going to figure it out. Even if it didn't happen then, I was going to figure it out, right? So just because I wanted that branding. that Ty Lopez put me on his Snapchat, his Instagram, showed my face to over a million people in that period of time. And it was it was crazy. And then I, I remember when he when he put, posted the video of us walking and chatting, um, I couldn't get his attention like because he didn't tag me. Um, so I went and told my audience, I was like, hey, go tag, go tell Ty Lopez to tag me. And then everybody in his comments were like, hey, this is at Andrew Poggett. Hey, this is at Andrew Poggett. So he ended up editing the post that he made and put, actually found his Instagram, at Andrew Poggett. And so we got a lot of followers off of that. And, uh, and yeah, man, that's, that's where uh, – Were you afraid that if you were trying to talk to him, like his bodyguards would push you or he would say no to you? Uh, I just kind of put myself in that situation. So here's the thing. I knew he wouldn't give me the time of day if I approached him like anybody else. Like, hey, can I have your autograph? Can I get a picture with you? I told him, hey, Ty, like – I saw one of your ads uh, a while ago, and it inspired me to do this social media thing. And now we're doing six figures with him. And uh, and he was like, 
wow, man, that's awesome. Yeah, whatever. And then, so uh, he put me on a Snapchat, his Instagram. And then I was like, hey, man, do you actually mind answering the question for my audience? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, well, what do you think, uh, you know, the number one contributor is to your success? And he, he said, mentors. Mentors can cut your learning curve into a fraction of the time that it would take you to learn yourself. And he, so, uh, yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen that video, yeah it's a really fun video uh, it's really nice that you know how you guys are walking together and stuff um so yeah um also i want to ask like so ty life has give you you know this advice of like taking mentorship when did you start investing in like mentorship and masterminds okay yes that definitely happened once i bought dan henry's course it's all valuable and then every and then i ended up buying it to a guy named johnny west center circle and uh and it was mainly just to buy so here's the thing is i 100 are what you put yourself around and i kept seeing these people pop up on facebook that were like influencers that were all connected by the same guy named johnny west and i was like i just wanted to be in that friend group right i wanted to have high level conversations with those people and 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 and, and make money so i had to figure out how to put myself in that circle and what it boiled down to was i had to buy into this guy's inner circle so um i knew like he was going to teach me all, all this influencer stuff but i knew that the real value that i was going to get was just being able to talk to these people as friends and uh and so that's why I, he was like, the program's 5000 bucks. So I, I went, and I, at the time, it was a squeeze for me. It hurt a lot. To, and I actually came up with 4000 And I asked for my dad for the other 1000 He and he took it out and gave it to me. Uh, super blessed to have an awesome dad. And, uh, and yeah, so I bought it to, uh, to Johnny's stuff and then went and made a ton of money. Like it's, all it is is just finding the right people. Finding people that you want to be like and get around those people at whatever Whatever you have to do to get around those people, get around those people. And if, when you can learn how to do that and you can manifest those things into your life, then, uh, then ultimately you'll be able to shape your own, your own destiny. So, um, you know, you spent the $5,000. Could there have been a chance that you invested that amount and then it wouldn't have actually done anything for your business? Uh, yeah, I, I guess there is. There's always that risk, right? But I believe... Well, obviously, if I'm paying that amount of money to somebody, I'm indoctrinated. Like, I, I know that this person has something valuable to teach me, and it's not just a sham. So, uh, obviously, if you're going to invest a lot of money with somebody, know that they're not a – you definitely need to know that they're not, like, some kind of a scam, or you definitely need to trust them. But, uh, yes, like I said, I was indoctrinated to the point where I knew that I wanted to be in this guy's circle. So, so yeah, I guess there's always that risk. But I believe that 99% of the time when that happens, when somebody makes an investment and they don't, Get results from it. I believe that most of the time it is um, it is simply their inaction. They're not taking. They're not. I took massive action on every single program I've ever bought into, and what that allowed me to do was that allowed me to scale fast because a lot of people. I don't think it hurts them, and I'm like that's why I charge high prices for my stuff is because if, if people don't pay, they won't pay attention. I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in this, and I've seen it myself. But there's been times where I have bought into courses and stuff, and I didn't necessarily pay enough, and I didn't pay attention. And I didn't execute how I was supposed to because it didn't hurt my wallet enough. And then there's other times where I paid, I bought it to a $30,000 program at the beginning of this year. And, you know, and that program has made me tons of money. So all it boils down to is just this finding is, is making it hurt enough to, to know that you're going to take action on it. Actually, I actually want to give a story really quick. So I was at Funnel Hacking Live 2019. This is right before I niched. Gym leads fast. It's right before I decided to go all in on agency. So I was very, I had big months, but I, I called them big months. 
but I made like fifteen thousand dollars a month with my agency. But I, I, it was very unstable. It was like fifteen thousand, eight thousand, twelve thousand, four thousand, maybe two thousand next month. It was very like uh, all all over the place. And I went to a high school in twenty nineteen, and I got this awesome advice from this guy. Uh, so I, I found this guy that ran an agency, and he he was a seven figure agency. And I met him. I shook his hand. And I was like, Hey, what you doing, man? He's like, I'm going through these clients. It was a spreadsheet of like hundreds of clients. And I, my mouth dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, these are clients? And then I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, I want to know your secrets. He was like, okay, buy me a cup of coffee. I said, no, nah, no. Nah. I was like, I'll give you a thousand bucks for an hour of your time. And because, I, and that is how much I believe that you must pay to pay attention. Because this guy was willing to teach me for a cup of coffee. I was like, no, I won't take action if I don't pay I pulled out PayPal right there. I paid him a thousand bucks. Probably one of the most valuable hours I've ever bought from somebody. I paid him a thousand bucks for an hour of his time. I went home and blew up. I knew right then that hey, I need to, I need to create a niche program and I need to go all in and just get good at one thing. The big epiphany that I got from that conversation was, you need to just solve one problem instead of having all these different ones and all these niches. Solve one problem for one person. Get good at that and make a replicatable system. And when, whenever I knew that it, all all that scaling really boiled down to was was creating a copy and paste system that you could do over and over and over again, that's when we blew up. We went from like fifteen thousand dollars a month to over fifty thousand dollars a month in like in less than three months. Again. And, uh, and yeah, super blessed to have that conversation. So great! Thank you for sharing that story. Uh, I know Alex uh, Hermosi, he's uh, he's really big on like fitness. Like he's like that, you know, uh, a lot of people look at him and he's always at funnel hacks, you know, um, and he's teaching people. Uh, is that the type of model that you wanted to create? Uh, no. So we were, uh, the model, obviously, Alex Hermosi has an awesome model, first of all. Um, it's kind of like a, uh, like a course, pretty, essentially. Uh, he kind of just gives you the process you learn and you implement it yourself. So not only does he have to spend, he doesn't have to spend his right time with his clients, but he charges very high. He charges 16 grand, I believe, or that's what it was for the program. And mine was like a done for you service. We actually went went around. So in a lot of ways, I think that his model, yeah, from a business standpoint, was better. But you know, do do his clients actually want to do the things that they're being taught? Most of the time, no. They just have to because they spend a lot of money, and that's why a lot of people got awesome results from this stuff. Okay, sweet man. So, if you had to say, you know, you're the top three influencers that you know helped you in your business, or that you look up to, who would they be? Mentors or influencers? I would say both. Okay, so mentors, I would say Dan Henry, uh, Johnny West, and uh, Andrew Cruzy. Those are the three uh, mentors I've talked to. Um, and also, there's a guy named Joel Kaplan too. Um, so those four guys, as far as mentors go, and then. Uh, as far as influencers, I would definitely say Russell Brunson. Uh, you know, Ty Lopez was a really big one, and uh, let's see, Gary V. Gary V. was a you know a, a really uh, you know just the people that were going in and creating a bunch of micro content that was easily consumable for me and would give just give me aha moments. Those guys uh, really helped me a lot. Okay, great. And so, would you say um, also? I want to like uh, ask you. I've seen the picture with you and uh, Dan Locke. And uh, in that video, you were saying that, you know, can you tell my dad, like, this was a good investment? Yeah, so uh, 
probably two weeks prior to that. So my dad started getting retargeting ads from all these internet marketing because when I got into internet marketing, he was like, oh, what is this stuff? Uh, so he's not involved. He's a physical therapist. He's not involved in that at all, but he, he wanted to educate himself on that. So I guess he started getting retargeting uh, from Dan Locke. And I remember a couple of weeks before my first funnel hacking live, um, he was like telling me, there's this guy named Dan Locke who's in the internet marketing space that says he charges $10,000 for an hour. That's absolutely insane. Ridiculous. There's no reason why anybody should charge that amount of money. And I was like, Dad, if that person could bring me value, I 110% would do it. He's like, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. Whatever. So when I met Dan Locke, I was like, Dan, tell my dad, you know, why you charge $10,000 for an hour. He said, I always tell people this. I don't charge by the hour. I charge by the decade. So basically what he's saying is he's going to compress all of this knowledge that he's took a decade to learn, and he's going to give you that within this hour. And that's where the real value comes from. And I, I believe, I can tell you firsthand that spending a lot of money to somebody who really knows what they're talking about for an hour is probably one of the most high return on investment things you can do. Uh, because you're going to cut yourself, you're going to create so many shortcuts for yourself. Um, so if you're not going and spending uh, money, you know, Something that's just uncomfortable, something that seems outrageous uh, to you, you should definitely go spend it and, and go spend it in a direction that, from somebody that you know is achieving something that you want to achieve. And, uh, and yeah, I, would, I, I do that myself. I think anybody who's looking to grow and grow, not only grow, but just grow extremely fast, that is going to cut a lot, a lot, a lot of hours off of your learning curve. Okay, sweet. Um, I want to also ask you, like, it, like when you got your first like high income, what was one of like the uh, the most ridiculous thing that you've purchased that was very expensive? Oh my god, dude, I was so stupid with that money. Uh, well, dude, we were making like seventy thousand dollars a month, and we only I only had my overhead was like six grand. Like I paid for like six employees, VAs, by the way, and then all the softwares that we needed were like six k, and so the rest was just cash, right? So. I did a lot of stupid things, man, and, and I and I will say this: do not be stupid with your money. I'm not saying that to brag or anything. I think 110 percent you should be very, very calculated with your money in business. But I was, and I was brand new. I was new to money, and I definitely made a lot of stupid decisions. Um, not saying I regret it because I was able to experience a lot of amazing things. But I, I look back now and I, I slap myself in the forehead because I'm like, if I would have reinvested that in this direction, I know I would have made so much more money. But um. So I, I bought uh, one of my. I bought an awesome car, cash. I rode a helicopter into the Grand Canyon. I raced a, a Lamborghini on a Formula One track in Vegas. I uh, got a, a big new house with a, my own office, so my kid couldn't come climb on my head during conference calls anymore. Uh, yeah, man, there's a lot of things that change. So money definitely. It solves a lot of problems. I'm not saying that money makes people happy, but you know, being broke doesn't solve anything. You know what I mean? So, uh, it could be the simplest things that make you happy. Like literally, I remember a point in time where, if like, I, I was walking through a, a a mall in Nashville, my feet hurt so bad. I was at another conference and my feet hurt so bad. I had these like uh, wood wood bottom shoe, like uh, uh, dress shoes on and and. My feet hurt, and, and I was so happy to go buy myself a pair of shoes. And it's the simple things like that that uh, that really, you know. I remember times where I wasn't able to do that, so I, I just felt really, really good about just going to buy myself a pair of shoes. I mean, it's simple things. Um, but yeah, and ultimately, the more money you make, the more impact you can provide to, to whoever you want. So I, I, I always tell all of my students, like, it is your duty to get built to 
filthy rich that you can go make a massive impact. Awesome, man. Um, um, I want to ask, like, you know, sometimes when you're doing a task and, like, you're not good at it, you're getting negative feedback, and, you know, you're, you're, you're not, like, for example, when you start a task, like, let's say you say you want to do Facebook ads, right? The first day, you're like, okay, I want to make $100 the first day. But you start it, and you realize that, you know, it's there's so much involved that you have to learn and, you know, that you have to do. Maybe it's not going to happen the first day. Maybe it's going to happen in a month. Uh, right. How does someone, like, keep themselves motivated uh, to keep going and hit, you know, that uh, ROI, their first ROI? Because it's not going to take anywhere near $1,000 to, to get the result that you want to get. But set aside $1,000 with no expectations. Like, hey, even if this $1,000 didn't make you any money, at least you got the learning experience that, that comes with spending that $1,000 in ads. Um, $1,000 is going to be more than enough to get you amazing results with ads. But you, you if you don't nut up, if you will, and, and spend it, you'll never reap the benefits that, that could potentially come with it. So I always tell my students a thousand. Here's the deal. It, it cost me $60 to get my first thousand dollar per month client. We spent 60 bucks. We uh, got on three phone calls from that. And one of those persons turned into a thousand dollar per month client. So it, it's not going to, it's not gonna, going to, you're going to get your results much quicker, but the mentality that you want to have going into ads is like, Hey, uh, like, I'm gonna spend this thousand bucks, even if all it gets me is the learning experience. So, um, so yeah, that, that would be my advice. Okay, and uh, for people who are like not getting the result, um, how do you like? Do you think that you should reward yourself right away for smaller bits, or do you think you should like wait way until at the end until you actually get a reward? Because let's say like let's say you you're trying Facebook ads, okay, and you just learned how to get the campaign on, right? You haven't gotten the result yet and that seems far but how do you like convince yourself that this what you've learned is was a good thing even though you haven't gotten the roi yet uh so there's you know i, I don't really you you just have like it's all up here like it is all in your mind and you have to convince yourself first so if you're if you know for a fact you're going to do whatever it takes to make the ads happen you, you have to go you have to burn the bridges for almost every single decision that you make in order to, to, to be all in with your mindset in order to reap the biggest benefits. So, um, I, the question was like, how do you keep rewarding yourself to keep doing it? Even though you haven't gotten your ultimate success, well, stick to one thing until you figure it out. And, and it's not going to be rewarding in the beginning. It's just not, but you have to have the tenacity. You have to have the perseverance, the grit, to continue to do it until you figure it out. And and know up here that you're gonna figure it out from the beginning. Because here's the thing, if you go into a fight thinking like, you know, thinking remotely that you could lose, you're probably gonna lose. But if you go in there with complete intentions and knowing that you're gonna win, you're 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 always gonna win. So that's the mentality that I think we're coming into any any, you know, unclear situation, you know. Uh, I, I always figure things out step by step by step by step. Okay, so that's a winning mentality. Great. Um, if you had to name three softwares or tools that you use in your business today that's helped you become more successful and you, for you to grow, learn, uh, what would be the three top uh, softwares or tools that come up to your mind? So I would de de like here's the thing. It's not about softwares. Uh, if if you want to buy ClickFunnels through my affiliate link, great. 
but it's not about the software. It's about the tactics. There are many, 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 many options to getting the job done. It doesn't matter what you use. You could use ClickFunnels, lead pages, you know, what, whatever. Uh, but the idea is whatever gets the job. There are many ways to perform something. So focus on the, the strategies, not the tactics is what I was trying to say. So focus on the strategy of getting the result and the tactics, whatever platforms or whatever you're using, that really doesn't. But as far as to answer your question, what I'm using in my business right now is Kajabi, uh, uh, ClickFunnels, and uh, Kajabi ClickFunnels are the main ones. Stripe. <laughs> okay, and so can you actually give the the difference between strategy and uh, what was the other one you said? The tactics. Tactic, strategy yeah. is, is the plan that you're going to do to execute uh, and, and get the results that you're wanting to get. The tactics are like the way that you're going to do it. Like so, uh, whether you're going to use ClickFunnels or and maybe that's. Not even the right wording. I want to say that I pulled that, that, that little nugget from, from Dan Henry. Maybe he explained it a little bit different. But the idea is you focus on the strategy. It doesn't matter the platforms that you use. Like I could suggest platforms to you, but there are many, 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 many different platforms that can get the job done. So the strategy for me that I teach my students is run traffic to a pre-framing funnel. I use ClickFunnels for that to to then get on a call with you. So you just cell phone call and then if you provide a course, then run. You know, they get access to Kajabi. If you if you just if it's a done for you service, they need to give you access to Facebook. Yeah, you know, whatever. There's so many different ways to uh, to uh, to run things. Like it, it didn't matter if you know Jim Leads Fast was on Lead Form or ClickFunnels. I just happen to use ClickFunnels. So. Okay, great. So yeah, that sounds very simple. <laughs> My next question: um, the three top books that's influenced you and that you um, that's helped your business. So one of them is in the background right there, Expert Secrets. Okay. Um, I would say if I was die, if I, my deathbed wish would be that my family, everybody in my family goes and reads that book 10 times because uh, that book completely changed my life. Another one was Think and Grow Rich. Um, that was another one that, you know, really helped me with the law of attraction, things like that. Matter of fact, man, you just got me motivated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pick up a book after this. Um, and then what's the third? I would say the third is how to win friends and influence people. Okay. That would be my third. Great, Randall. No, really good selections. So I have my final question for you now, okay? So imagine in your house, you have a safe. And um, to get into the safe, you need to use your fingerprints, your entire hand to get in. So uh, you use your hand, you get in, the first door opens, you get into the second uh, space. And for you to open the second door, you need a key. Only you have access to this key, okay? You put in the key, you open the door, um, and then you're in the third space, and uh, there's a briefcase there. That briefcase has a combination. Only you have access to this combination. So you put in the combination, you open up the briefcase, and there's one document in that briefcase. So if one day, uh, you know, if you're not on this planet and you wanted to give your family, your friends, uh, people around you, you know, tips about success, uh, what are the steps you would add on to that document and what would you write on that document uh, to help them? Oh man, that's awesome. So I would say that one thing is definitely master your mind. And everything that I do is, has been based off that love. One, trusting God. I'm a huge believer in uh, higher power and 
for me that is Jesus. Maybe that's the universe or, or you know, something else for somebody else. But um, one, trust in God, and then two, uh, it would be convince yourself first. So that whole law of attraction spiel that I gave earlier, like go write your goals down in present tense and convince yourself by repeating that statement over and over and over again until your tongue falls off. Once you convince yourself that you can do something, your, your body is going to, you're, you're going to figure out the actions that you need to take to perform them. So that would, that would be, uh, that would be my advice. It's like figure out what you want to do, uh, and then, and convince yourself that you can do it and the rest will follow. Thank you for sharing that document. Yeah, man. No problem. <laughs> so I really want to thank you, you know, for taking the time, Ashley, um, and, you know, giving, you know, advice, information, and helping people in the fitness industry, uh, business owners, uh, and just like general people who are actually trying to make their lives better and just provide for their family. So I really want to, you know, say thank you for coming on to the show. No problem, man. Did you get value out of it? I'm sorry? Did you get value out of it? I got a lot of value out of it. <laughs> awesome, man. That's one thing. That's one of my favorite things about being a, an influencer as well is like getting people on my platform to interview. I was able to talk to a lot of really, really smart people. So really admire what you're doing, man. Continue to do it. Thanks for having me on and God bless you, bro. Yeah, man. So if people wanted to reach out to you or, you know, um, if they wanted to take any of your, uh, if you have books, courses and stuff, well, you know, you can let them know and they'll, I'll be happy to share that link. Well, if you guys are just looking to connect, um, you can just do www.anthropology.com. The reason I said the www is because for some, I got something going on with the with the domain settings right now, but I'm getting it. We're getting it fixed now. Um, and as far as if you guys want to learn from me, you can reach out to me there, or um, or you can go to anthropopia.com forward slash secret training. So those are the two options right now. I, I have a, a training that I'm going to be giving the day after tomorrow that I'm really really excited about that really teaches this um, more in depth. So, uh, yeah, and, and hopefully here soon that will be an automated training. All right, Andrew. So, yeah, I'll be happy to put those links. And uh, also, if people want to reach to you on Instagram, uh, you, you might want to say your Instagram handle. Yeah, it's Andrew Pavia, at Andrew Pavia. That's P as Peter, A as an alpha, B as boy, I, A. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, yeah, I'll be including all that info uh, for you guys. For you, If you want to reach out to Andrew, I highly suggest if you guys do want to learn, you know, he's a really good uh, mentor and influencer. So once again, Andrew, thank you for coming on the show. No problem, man. Have, have a good one. Thanks so much, Bilal. Yeah, my pleasure. So that's the end of the episode, guys. Way more customers. Your host, Bilal. And talk to you guys in the next one. Woo! Hey, thank you for listening to that episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Are you a business owner and are you looking to create a new business for yourself online? Well, I have something for you guys. So this is called the One Funnel Away Challenge. It's something I've taken and I highly recommend it. So in this uh, challenge, uh, it's 30 days and basically every day you get coached by two people, two mentors who uh, have done it before, meaning they have made over a million dollars through one sales funnel. Um, and they coach you how to do it. So every day they give you lessons, they give you action steps, and also the owner himself, uh, Russell Brunson, the person who's in charge of this company, he actually also teaches you as well. So, um, and it's just 30 days, right? And it's, it's such a great experience. You learn so much, you learn sales, you learn marketing, 
you learn how to get traffic and uh, a bonus that you're getting uh, if you do take this challenge is uh, there's 30 other people who've done this challenge and who've all made over a million dollars. So if you sign up for this challenge, what you're going to get is you're going to get a book where these people have outlined what they've done to be able to get that one million dollars uh, through their sales funnel. Not only do you get the map, uh, you also get the explanation that they've um that they uh, put for their sales funnel. Um, and on top of that, they actually show you the funnel they use to get that uh, $1 million. Um, so it's incredible the amount of knowledge um, that you get from this one uh, challenge. I highly recommend it. It's given me so much, uh, so much knowledge and so much confidence. And it's only 30 days. That's like the you know, the most amazing thing about it, it's only 30 days. You just have to do it for a couple of uh, hours per day. And within 30 days, you'll, you'll be done. You'll, and you'll have a profitable business online. Uh, and like I said, it was a great experience. It was fun. Uh, I learned a lot and, you know, it's something that's still active and it's, it's going to be helping you make profit, right? And make uh, revenue online so you can pay for your bills. So I highly recommend you guys checking it out. If you are interested, I'm going to be leaving a link at the bottom. Uh, it's going to be called, let me just uh, clarify what it's going to be called. Okay, so it's going to be called, uh, if you type in orangeenergy.com slash OFA challenge. So that's Orange Energy dot com energy spelled with an i instead of a y dot com slash ofa and then challenge so uh if you guys want that i do have a lot of bonuses as well that i'm offering if you guys uh do the challenge through the this link you can check out the bonuses uh, that i'm offering they're completely free you get them so you get the challenge plus you get the bonuses that i'm offering if you guys want to have a look at that please go through that link i um yeah so enjoy guys and i wish you the best and i hope much success for you and your journey